Uh, welcome to Inside Flicks. This is a movie discussion podcast created by three brothers. My name is Mike. And like always, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. Uh, in this episode, we're going to actually take a look at a streaming series, an animated television series, Masters of the Universe Revelations. Um, we're going to be discussing the series, and I think we have to talk about some of the spoilers, I, I guess, right? We're going to be, you know, there, I think there's no way to talk about it without spoiling some, at least in the first episode, there's some major stuff that happens in the first episode. We'll spoil all of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we let's start with the with with this. I mean, or myself and Rich um, did not, or only saw the first episode in in, in whole, and then we kind of glanced over the rest of the series. Yeah, I, I I saw it. I saw I saw most of it. That was on my phone, but I saw it. I would say this: I'm not a huge He Man fan. I grew up on He Man though, I, and I had the toys. But Raymond, I mean, you're kind of you're into this stuff you're into i mean i think you have kept up with this series uh the, no no i'm not i'm not a he-man guy no 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 with the story about how this was in the oh, works okay <laughs> i thought you i thought you meant like i grew up with he-man no, no not at all no. I, I i mean i think you're the one who who first told me that there that kevin smith was making a he-man animated series for netflix and i thought maybe you were ca- you were you knew all that that news and you kept up you kept up with the news of the all of this yeah well this I'm, I'm just i'm just a, i'm just a kevin smith fan and i i listen to his podcast okay and yeah he talks he talks about what he's always working on <laughs> and uh this is something he's been talking about for a long time and then when the first trailer popped out for, for the show i was like you know what that actually looks pretty good okay <laughs> i'm I'll, I'll i'll check it out and then the second trailer came out for the show, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> it doesn't look as good anymore. <laughs> well, we, we should mention that this series, you know, it, it was released uh, a week ago or, or so, and uh, a, a lot of controversy. <laughs> a yeah. lot of hardcore fans have yeah. disliked this, you know. And I'm, I'm, and I'm not a... And I'm not a hardcore fan at all. Like before this, like a couple of years ago, um, we were actually going to review the Dolph Lundgren Masters of the Universe film. <laughs> and part of the reason why we, we didn't, we never reviewed it was because I, I couldn't finish the movie because I thought it was so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm not a fan of, of the franchise. And also around the time that we reviewed that movie, or we were going to review that movie, I, um, I watched a couple episodes of the original he- uh, Masters of the Universe animated show on uh, on Tubi because they have the the whole series there mm-hmm. and um, I watched a few episodes just just to get an idea and uh, I, I thought it was terrible so I mean I have no I have no connection no nostalgia no no understanding of this franchise at all <laughs> besides that it's just something that was kind of existed to sell toys and there's nothing wrong with that you know I, there's a lot of shows I watched when I was a kid that existed just to sell toys like Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers and whatever. That's fine. And I think Richard, you, you're you're kind of in the same boat, in, but in a different way. You you were at the time, and you lived in the '80s. I mean, you're you're yeah. young in the '80s. This is, but you didn't watch it. You didn't watch He Man. No, I thought it was ridiculous. Horribly, <laughs> horribly ridiculous. Uh, it, it was so bad. And and How dare you? But you're from. You're from like Kevin Smith's generation. <laughs> That's true. I mean, um, but I was a fan of the He-Man like uh, 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 television uh, series from the 70s and 80s, whatever, early 80s. Uh, Hanna-Barbera, Hanna-Barbera ones. Um, 
like uh, there was a Hanna Barbera uh, thirty minute show in the Saturday morning cartoons um, called uh, the Herculoids. The Herculoids. The Herculoids. Yeah. And there was another one um, uh, called Thundar the Barbarian. Oh yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. mostly yeah, mostly yeah. basically the same thing. I mean, yeah. it's 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 He Man's a rip off of that. Plus, you know, Conan, <laughs> Conan, and, oh, you and mean the. Well, I mean, I think that's what he. I think when He Man came out and the the first original cartoon, it was riding that wave of of the popularity of Conan. But, but He Man came out the same time as I saw um, Ralph Bakshi's uh, Fire and Ice, and, and once you see Fire and Ice, you can't go back to Masters of the Universe. <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, that's I mean, that had the designs or the character designs created by the great legendary fantasy artist frank frazetta right who is you know it's still considered a, a master of th- this this type of fantasy this prehistoric fantasy genre thing uh and yeah i too you know someone who kind of grew up loving all those illustrators of the time frank frazetta was a god mm-hmm. he man was kind of you know, the, lame. The, oh, not lame. It was like like the kitty version. It was like kind of the commercialized version of, of what Frank Frazetta, and not just just not just Frank Frazetta, but there was a lot of great uh, artists at the time. Boris Vallejo, yeah, and his and his wife Julie Bell, who right. they both were. They did it, sometimes they worked together. On, yeah, they ruled the co- the covers. Uh, yeah, uh, both. Uh, and and their you know their stuff was amazing looking. There was a guy named Ken Kelly. There was a guy, uh, Chris Achilles, Achilles, no, yeah, Achilles, famous for drawing the the poster for for heavy metal. Okay, and um, and he, you know, all I mean, and there's many more. I mean, there's there's tons of illustrators at the time who are making these adult fa- prehistoric fantasy stuff, and He Man was kind of like, you know, this is. You know, you know, it's a, it was a cartoon show. It's so, the kindergarten version, or it was the mm-hmm. commercialized version of that. Yeah, of that's true. So I think a lot of the controversy is overblown, and when they say you ruined my childhood, you know, or yeah. you like, how dare you? Uh, come on, I mean, He Man wasn't all that. I've been listening. I've, I've been listening into a lot of the controversies. Yeah, please explain. I, a, lot, a, a lot of it kind of comes down to. Well, there's a, there's a lot of angles to it. There's a lot of people angry for many different reasons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, a lot of it kind of comes down to um, like this was uh, for a lot of people their introduction to 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 this genre, mm. and this is like kind of um, this is what kind of got them into like. Uh, this type of literature and this type of this type of fandom and it got them into like conan and it it was like their it's what started their 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 love for this type of stuff that you know they're still a, a lot of them are still obsessed with till today yeah and the fact that it's um not treated the way that it should have been in their eyes um or in a lot of people's eyes is uh is the problem or or part of one of the problems for other people it's just the uh, the fact that uh, Kevin Smith, I guess, like lied to the fans, <laughs> and I, I, in my in my opinion, Kevin Smith was just trying to protect the story. He was just didn't want spoilers to get out there. I, yeah, but, I um, whatever. I, 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 I guess I understand where the fans are, where some of those fans are coming from. They're the. There's there's other people that are just uh, very upset with the way that the character of Tila was handled, and there's multiple angles to this as well. There's a lot of people that are angry because uh, the way the character of 
that Tila and Evil Lynn are handled in the show just doesn't feel organic uh, to how um, they were handled in the original series, and it doesn't just feel it doesn't feel like a proper evolution of the character. Mm -hmm. And um, and I I feel that's probably accurate. <laughs> you know, me and Rich only saw the first episode. Raymond saw the whole. Is it five episodes or yeah, I mean, five. yeah? The whole thing play. The whole thing plays like a two hour movie. Yeah, it's thirty minutes each episode. About so, from what I could tell from the first episode, there's a lot of kind of bad character developments. I mean, it's not something I particularly liked. Not only bad character, bad uh, voice, voice, voice actors, yeah. Too. Yeah. choices. But but Raymond, explain to us uh, what is the general negative part of this. I mean, obviously people are just it's angry Tila. it's Tila. it's Tila. for the most Tila. part like a, a lot of a lot of people seem to actually like the story because mm. the story for this is basically where well, this is all spoilers it's basically justice league <laughs> you know with he it's he man superman and uh, you know, that's what that's what i thought when i was watching the epi first episode i go oh this is kind of like when superman dies you know yeah it's justice league and um yeah. and and it it's supposed to it's supposed to work because people have ha already had like you know so many adventures with this character you know in the original series and that mm. this is the one that this is the final episode that finally actually has conclusions and he sacrifices himself you know for the greater good and i was like okay i mean i watched the first episode and i was like okay I, up to this point i was like this is kind of cool this is this is like he's he's like superman mm -hmm. and um unfortunately though in that in that same episode um in the very end of the episode after he-man uh sacrifices himself uh, you know, Tila finds out that I guess like Prince Adam has been lying to, <laughs> yeah. lying to her this whole time, yeah. and then she kind of like, um, like quits, and then like rebels, and and then she like she has does like a hissy fit over over <laughs> Prince Adam lying to her. She does like her whole a Jerry Maguire, <laughs> you know. She's yeah, you know, when yeah. She, she, <laughs> she does a Jerry Maguire where she goes, "All right, everyone." Who's coming with me? <laughs> you know? and, and, yeah, it's, and it's, it, it really came off as a little bit of a a tantrum or or you know like really kind of petty. A little that bit. that was the only thing in the in the first ep in the first episode that didn't work for me, but that's kind of what sets up the whole series. But to to defend the series, I guess like I understand what they were trying to do. They're they're separating the, all the characters so they're not like all in the same position. They're all kind of like in Justice League, you know, all the characters are are in different places and now you have to get them all together to you know, to resurrect Superman or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And um so they have to have the characters, you know, in different places and I like all, all like all the stuff they did with Man, Man at Arms. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, me too. Um I thought the voice I, who's the voice of Man of, Man of Arms, Rich? Liam Cunningham. Yeah, yeah. From Game of Thrones. He's, He's basically, yeah. his arc. His arc is very similar to his arc in Game of Thrones on the show. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's probably the he's probably the best person in the voice cast. I mean, he's the, he's the guy who kind I, of. I love yeah. Henry Henry Rollins as the new villain that takes over um, after uh, a Skeletor dies in the first episode. You see Henry Rollins in the second episode. He's in a couple of episodes after that. I, I thought he was great as a new villain. <laughs> okay. Mm. No, I thought I was I was fine with Liam Cunningham and even Lena Headey. Uh, I thought she did okay and uh, as Evil Lynn, she, she was a little too much, a little too Cersei. And even though I think the way the character was written felt a bit more like Cersei and not necessarily like this cartoon character. Some of these characters I felt like were like, um, I don't know, just some they 
the the writing for some of the characters were like for some of the characters felt very um un- some of the characters felt underwritten and some of the characters felt like overridden. Mm. I don't know if you guys got I don't yeah, know if you guys got so. that. I especially I got so. that with Evil Lynn. Evil Lynn Evil Lynn I felt like it's it's hard for me to criticize cuz I feel like it's a well-written character but I have a hard time believing that that's what the character was like before. Like it's so like, she's so much like Cersei. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that with the first episode, they didn't really kind of, I mean, if you didn't know much about the He-Man universe, I don't think you, I think you would be lost. I I don't think so. I I was able to jump in pretty, pretty easily. Okay. But because I was lost, (laughs) I mean, I was like, Yeah, I mean, I like I don't. I mean, like I haven't seen the He-Man cartoon for the longest time, so I don't know all the characters. I don't know shitty. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess that maybe maybe that's not the point. I mean, the point is that He-Man's the good guy. He's gone now, and now magic doesn't exist in this world, or is dying off, and so they they have to go on this. Which gave it a, a kind of a Game of Thrones aspect because in the early seasons of that show, you didn't really have much magic. Yeah, now there's this quest to save the the world for, uh, to to kind of restore the world with with uh, with finding magic again or something like that. But I mean, it's not that bad of an idea. I mean, there's some really kind cool ideas. I think it. it I don't know. I just don't think it's meant for me as someone who's much older. Oh yeah, in his no, 40s. yeah. For, this is no. This is for. This was supposed to be for the people that grew up with He Man and still. And still eat He Man up. That still buy He Man toys. That still that watch all the iterations of it. That you know read all the comic books and all of it. You know that they, they still live and live and breathe He Man. And there's surprisingly a lot of people still like that. Yeah, I can't believe um, it. I mean, uh, I saw a video uh, a couple months ago of Kevin Smith going to something called a Motu convention, and I was going, yeah. "What the hell's a Motu? And what what is a Motu? Yeah, and Masters of the Universe. Oh, I, didn't, I never knew it. I and I go, what is Motu? And then and then I saw it, and it was filled with all uh, He Man crap. All the whole the, the whole convention was all He Man. I couldn't believe it. And, 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 and it's all guys your age. Yeah, <laughs> and and, and uh, I knew it was a popular thing, but I thought Voltron was bigger or something. You know, something. You know. So, Robotech should be a lot bigger than that. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, robots I, are cooler. Ro- <laughs> yeah. Robotech, uh, you know, I grew up on Robotech, and Robotech is, was my favorite cartoon growing up. I, I, what I found uh, a couple years ago that Robotech has a bad kind of uh, reputation because, really, I think, and there's some like purist anime, um, you know, supporters or you know. Uh, uh, anime fans out there who are purists and they want like because robotech is a amalgam of three different um of three different anime series that were kind of spliced together and to make this kind of different Uh storyline and people you know purists wants just the original stuff and it's like like power rangers (laughs) yeah well i mean at the time it was like voltron voltron was kind of uh cobbled up together by different um series oh i didn't know that and uh so purists like you know and now you know because anime i mean a- anime fans back in the 80s were very little but now it's just a massive market and so it, massive yeah it's and so much, there are there are hard, bigger much more successful than the comic book market yeah and, and so yeah then, 
in the U.S. it's Robotech, and where everywhere else is Macross. So yeah, and but the Macross is totally different from the Robotech because Robotech right. is a is the Americanized a, version. It's, well, it's not even the Americanized version. It, it was a, a, just an original kind of story that was written by the uh, the dude. I forgot his name. Carl. Yeah, something. Carl. It's Man. a fr- it's a Frankenstein. Uh, yeah, it's a Frankenstein. Uh, yeah, it's a Frankenstein piece together by different. Um, th- I think three different shows. Right. And so purists who are ha- hardcore ma- anime fans want to see the original, and I I don't think it's available because of some copyright. Maybe it's available now, but. I think at the time yeah. it was some copyright that didn't allow it to be released in the U.S., and that has tarnished the reputation of Robotech. But it's coming out in in Blu-ray soon, so yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I look, that. I love that series. I think it's. I mean, when I think of, and I I haven't seen it for a while, but I I know it's a more adult or at least a more. It, it tried to take the the genre very serious. But he man, <laughs> the original cartoon. Yeah. It was a kiddie show. It was like yeah. puns of the week. It was, uh, you know, we got jokes. We got, you know, we got, you know. And you've got to, at the very least, at the very least, give the Kevin Smith reboot that. Oh while yeah. It's, it, while it's not great, it's definitely not great. It feels more like it's geared towards. Um, I think still a young audience. I th- it's still a children's show in my opinion. Me too. But it feels more like it's going towards like the the audience that loved like um the Avatar, the Last Airbender, and like the, oh. the Legend of Korra. Oh. You know those Nickelodeon shows that were on like I guess around the time that I was in high school. Right. Right. Um, th- those shows are, uh, have a huge fan base and have uh, have a lot of love and were actually well written shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I feel like He Man's kind of going. It's kind of like writing wise on on level with that, maybe a little below beneath or something like that, but that's still way above what it was before. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least in the original and the and the and and its original run, I guess people really really loved the two thousand two run of He Man, and people were hoping this new uh, reboot would be more in line with that. I, I guess so. And from my understanding, uh, Kevin Smith actually took some characters from the 2002 version and uh, incorporated them into this version. Of course. He uh, got to make new toys. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Rich, what, what, what's your thoughts on the first episode? I mean, we, we all saw the first episode. What was your thoughts on, on uh, watching that episode? Well, uh, when I when I first well, I first heard about the, the, uh, the controversy about it and I, I heard that of course, He Man dies first episode, mm-hmm. and I go, oh, okay, well that's fine. <laughs> well, I don't care. And then, uh, and then I saw it, and I go, oh man, there's so much, so many other problems with this show. <laughs> I mean, first of all, Tila, annoying character, but what's even more annoying is Sarah Michelle Gellar's voice. That is a bad choice uh, casting her in the from, from beginning one. Uh-huh. Big name. Uh, 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 what was that? Big name. Not really. I mean, what was the last thing she was in? I mean, uh, it's just she's got geek cred. But <laughs> this, I mean, Kevin Smith well, shouldn't know uh, to take over a, a franchise like this. You gotta know one thing and one thing only: know your audience. Know that I mean, your audience is is all thirty, forty year olds or whatever plus, and and you gotta please those audiences, and you gotta do you got to do a he-man story because it's, they like he-man you got to give him he-man and you got to update it you got to there's no more kids involved forget the kids i mean you got to 
age it up. I mean, they, they're they're going to Avengers movies now. So like, like forget the kid stuff. Just just go uh, write write newer see, stuff. I mean, that, see that's part of the problem because Kevin Smith wanted to make a show that you could still kind of watch with your kids, like to yeah. pass it on to them. But, uh, and but and who, I, and who the hell is going to these Motu conventions? Were there a bunch of kids going to the? No way! I, there was I a don't bunch think of so. Yeah, I don't think so. Who buys the crap? The, those guys. So that's the those are the guys who got to buy the the toys. There's no there's no kids buying no toys nowadays. So so know your audience. Know know your your okay. your customers. Okay. You got to please your customers, please your audiences. And then he doesn't. It doesn't. If you don't get that. You deserve to get your ass chewed by the internet. I mean, uh, this this show is horrible. In uh, <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, and, hold, um, on hold on, it, hold on. All right, fine. All right, fine. I'll just end it. I mean, th that's my two cents because this show w was uh, horrible in the eighties. This show is still horrible in twenty twenty. All right, all right. All right. So, uh, so you're saying that uh, Kevin Smith didn't convert you into a big He Man? Fan. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, this is what I'll say about Sarah Michelle Geller and uh, why she um, was, who I liked in Buffy. I mean, she's uh, well, great. and this is why I think why she was mis well, in my eyes, she was miscast. She makes a perfect Buffy the Vampire Slayer because yeah. she comes off, and maybe this this is no fault of her own. This is just how she is. She comes off as a Valley Girl, mm -hmm. so when she is voicing Tila. And maybe it's not in the writing's not that great. So she she her voice comes off as a valley girl. She comes off as a Karen, you know. And so that's true. <laughs> and, and I, Tila should have been voiced maybe maybe uh, Lena Head Head Hetty or someone else. I mean, it should have been more someone who more who feels like there were. Uh, there were I don't know. It should it should have been Ro someone Rosario else. Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson, Rosario Dawson yeah. would be a perfect choice, but I mean, it, it would have been, uh, you know, anyone else. I mean, I, I think the problem with Sarah Michelle Gellar is that you know she has this kind of. I mean, I, can, I don't know what, how to describe it, but it's like a valley girl been, voice. It would have been interesting if uh, Rosario Dawson had done it because um, would would she would there have been backlash towards her because like people people love her so much. I mean, there's uh, Rosario. <laughs> there could be a million other people. I mean, that's that's a there's going to be backlash no matter what i guess i mean i think what i learned about you know after hearing the controversy is that i'm i'm so done with the ip reboots stuff i mean i just i'm just i'm kind of bored with it and this is kind of just a prime example that we should just do more original stuff if it's if you're not going to please the fans and i don't know how you can i i really don't know how you can so let's screw it just done with the fandom stuff and let's just do more original content original fantasy you could just say this was based on he-man this is based on my love of he-man and other fantasy stuff and here's an original story but i don't know i don't know how you can change that uh, i think there's still a chance that in the like second half of the series is going to be the show that a lot of fans wanted i think um i mean he-man's he-man's not dead i mean <laughs> I True, mean, but I, I think that it's it's but it, we got, it's dead as no one cares anymore. No, but it's it's this reactionary culture that we live in right now, where it's either you please me now or you don't please me. But I'm going to do this a YouTube video because I have to monetize it to make money because that's my grift. And and uh, I guess in a lot of ways we're doing the same thing. I mean, but we're not making any money for this. But I mean, uh, uh, 
I, I just don't know how you could. You got we really got to just step away from this IP shit because I'm I'm really tired of it. I couldn't care less about if they bring back He Man or anything from the eighties. I couldn't care less. I mean, just let's just do let's just go back to the you know more original writing, more original creations, more original stories, and I think that's the the and the only way you could do that if you could nurture a community who wants that stuff. And the animation wasn't that great either. <laughs> I thought the animation was great. Yeah, but uh, remember what's that? What's that Fox show with the the that He Man like type character in real life with action? Um, Son, Son of Zorin. Son of Z- that that animation would have been perfect. What what happened to those guys? I mean, where's that creativity, man? I mean, yeah, I, Son of Zorin, another a, a, a great comedy that's only only lasted one season on Fox, but it was kind of based on He Man or based on these type of properties. That's something I'm, like I'm talking about. I mean, yeah, that's a, an original story, original comedy. I mean, I think if you're a fan of He Man, you will definitely love it. Uh, and I thought that was a really inc- in, inventive and creative comedy. And f- you know, I, forever, whatever reason, it didn't people didn't watch it. But I mean, maybe maybe that uh, proves my point that uh, it's a losing battle or something. But I just I just hope we you know we can. I'm just tired of these. Of the controversy shit because it it, it feel, to me it feels phony it feel it's feel it feels like overblown and and fabricated because it's we're just in this you know reactionary culture now. Well, the the way they did handle the, this the Tila character is pretty horrible. Oh no, I, I hate the series. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I, but I mean, you, when, you when can, I when I can't but, like Mark Hamill as Skeletor, you didn't like him. <sighs> He's Joker. He's just doing the Joker. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just Joker. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm pretty it's sure like, that's what they were, he was told. What he was told to do. Well, that's dumb. I mean, do change your, it up. Man. Do your Skeletor, Rich. Do your Skeletor. I don't know what Skeletor looks, sounds like. It's kind of like hello. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like, hey there, man. I don't know what the hell. Kind of like that. It's a little Paul Lynn. You need, you need, pull, you need to throw a little Paul Lynn in there. Paul Lynn. Yeah. Well, he's like he's kind of like a have a jokery. All I know is Inspector Gadget will return to this message. Do your Grimlock. <laughs> Damn. Me. I don't know. I don't remember. I, I haven't Me. done that since the 90s. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing <laughs> Me, Grimlock. Me, Grimlock. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think I heard our vein in that one. <laughs> Me, Grimlock. I, 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 I think you took. I think you shit your pants on that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, uh, we were talking about He Man and the Masters of the Universe and um, <laughs> the reaction to the show. Oh, uh, well, I, like I said, I think a lot, a lot of that stuff is just overblown. And you know, like I understand why people are pissed off. It, it does feel like it's moving into a uh, you know uh kind of more it has i mean it's definitely a women empowerment stuff and definitely and 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 the worst part is i'm okay with that stuff but it feels forced yeah it feels very forced and it feels like pandering and they did make this character very very whiny yeah but i think the people that are watching the series are actually ignoring a lot of stuff that was pretty good in it like i did you guys watch the uh stuff with like um with Orko and Scared Glow, like I thought that stuff was great. Yeah, that was the Hodor. Yeah, oh. basically, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, I th- but I thought that was great. And this, I mean, this is a character that looked like a complete joke when he first popped yeah. up in the show. I mean, the, and I imagine like, like, I mean, did anybody like this character like back in the eighties? Did you like well, this character, Mike? I don't this, even remember this, that. Oh, well, that's the, that's a problem with this stupid storyline anyway. I mean, this storyline you got you could get away with in season five or season four even, but you can't start it off. I mean, you got to please your audience. You got to you got to do He-Man. Well, how, until, about, how, how about this? If if He-Man comes back in part 2, I mean, there goes Who your, cares by then? I mean, you you already pissed uh, off your audience. Well, how about if this was released 10 episodes at once? It should have just been one movie. That's true. I mean, they could have saved some if it's any good at all. There was an orca scene where he talks about the origin of his his name and I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. I thought that was a little bit of uh, really clever writing about it and it made me actually feel for the character for the first time. It, the thing is, it only lasts for like maybe five, ten minutes, yeah, or ten, or like a, a two minutes, and then it goes into this. And and, and for some thing. reason, he's and for some reason he's doing all of this with Evil Lynn. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it like there's like quick moments of like, oh, this could have been a cool little cartoon here, and then it goes back to, you know, jokes and throwbacks and you know and whatever it goes back to just typical kind of you know bad writing stuff and i think i think you 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 bring up a good point i think a lot of this is this is they're using kind of the women empowerment thing as a cover for just bad writing or bad storytelling it's not it's like you think so yeah i mean i mean well no actually no i i i saw i saw an interview with kevin smith and he he was talking about like the writer's room when they were right were coming up with the pitch for the show or coming up with the story for the show. Mm-hmm. And he um he mentioned specifically that like one of his contributions to the story was that he he was he really wanted um Tila to feel resentment for uh Prince Adam lying to him all these years. Okay. That was that's something that he was very passionate about and that he's like that would that's going to add drama to the show. Well, I mean, fine, but I mean the way she reacted. No, but I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying. I, I thought it was. I thought that part was. I thought all this stuff with Tila's horrible, but that's Kevin Smith's contribution. I oh, don't think he was trying oh. to. I oh. don't think he was trying to like you oh. know. Oh, oh, sure, sure, do sure. Something that was, that was woke or anything like that. Oh. I, I think he just. It, he was trying to do something that was genuine that completely backfired, and I think oh. when the writing room, it just became something that's super woke. Well, that's the thing, I, you know. It feel. I mean, because you said that this was written for fans or something, or at least that was the goal. I thought that yeah. was written for like a younger millennial. Well, well it, was, it was. According to Kevin Smith, it was written for older fans to watch with their children and pass it on. Oh, I, I don't know. This really feels like it was written for a younger audience. This really feels like a Gen Xer, because Kevin Smith's from the Gen X uh, generation, just like myself. It really feels like a Gen Xer trying to say, hey, cool teens and, you know, 20-year-olds. You know, he's trying to relate to a younger generation, and it's not coming off at all. It comes off cringy, and it comes off pretty bad. And uh, Yeah. And I think... Kids I, are smarter than this. Yeah, kids are very smart. They, they, I mean, twenty. If someone who's in their 20s, uh, Raymond, you're, you're in uh, no younger millennial... I mean, you you kind of up you understand this stuff better than most. You don't you don't want to be pandered to. You don't want to be talked down to. This is like this is just no, but it's also just it's also just like one storyline in it. Yeah, six year olds got iPhones now. They're they're smarter than this. 
I mean, if if this show really wanted to attack attack the kind of the female position in a in a in a in a in this type of universe, then there's better ways to do it. I mean, there's yeah, you, you got, but she really comes off as someone who, who <laughs> Tila really comes off as someone who is privileged <laughs> and really could get away. I mean, if this if, what she did in the first episode where she just talks back to the king. <laughs> she, she, I mean, if it was any other person who had a lesser kind of power structure, the king would go, you know, off her, off with her head, or take her to the to jail, or whatever. Take her, take her to the chambers, or whatever. You know, she would They they wouldn't just let her go <laughs> like a goodbye. You know, I mean, I, it's like, and if you wanted to really explore the kind of the the the, the, the you know the systematic oppression of of women then let's do it. Let's really kind of get to the heart of that. Why uh, women are oppressed in this system. But then again, we're talking about a He-Man cartoon. I mean, I don't know why we, I mean, it doesn't have to be like that. I mean, why really, you know, like at a certain point when, when the King goes to man of arms, get out of here. You lied to me. I really thought, Oh, here's a chance for Tila kind of step up and says, well, I'm going to take my father's side. But the way she goes, like, screw all you guys, <laughs> screw everyone here with all your lies, and like, I'm out of here. I just thought that was just a weird choice. Yeah, she is. You know, I, she's a Karen. I, that's all I could, I could, could describe. You know, she's. I'm out of here, guys. Screw you, people. You lied to me. I mean, I don't know. I, I just didn't see it as a as something that was that. That, I mean, I understand that she's hurt. <laughs> I understand she could she's pissed off but enough to really like kind of just own should be more you should be more pissed that he died yeah it's <laughs> like i mean it's like to, but to, to be pissed off enough to, to just kind of disown your own father and is i mean that i thought that was kind of just a weird choice i just thought it was a weird choice unless there's something that i didn't get maybe there's something i didn't get i don't know no i think you got it i mean that, that kevin smith that was part of his angle okay he, he, he thought it was it brought drama to the show and um that did that that's the worst part of the series and to richard's point sarah michelle gellar's voice didn't help because like i said she sounds like a valley girl which yeah. is such i mean that's her natural voice she's just not she's yeah. just i mean it, it's yeah. that's something you could work with live but as a voice character forget it mm-hmm I mean, in, unless the the character that you're designed uh, for for the cartoon, you know, needs that type of voice, <laughs> which this one didn't. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, wrong show, wrong is, show. Is there or just yeah, mis totally miscast? Uh, Raymond, is there something that you kind of really liked about the series? Oh no, not necessarily. I just really <laughs> liked the um, the the arcs for um, Men in Arms, and I liked the uh, I liked what they did with Orko. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought the, the the ending of the series was actually pretty cool. I thought it ended on a, on a, a pretty pretty interesting cliffhanger. Yeah, this is all spoilers, right? So yeah. we could just say it. I mean, it ends with like they they just like Justice League, they resurrect Superman. But uh, as soon as He Man's resurrected, um, uh, Skeletor Skeletor is also resurrected, and as soon as uh, Prince Adam's about to turn into He Man, uh, Skeletor stabs him in the chest. Yeah. It was a, and, uh, um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a cool idea. Uh, I, li- I kind of like the ending too. I mean, I kind of like. Uh, I mean, I like that that they left it on a cliffhanger. It's just I, I like again. Yeah, it didn't like. <laughs> there's a lot of. I don't know, like. I think like you were saying, it feels like the, it, a lot of the episodes were un, unneeded, or they could have just made this into. A, oh yeah, I, I feel like there. I feel there was so much filler in this thing. There was so much filler in this entire five episode thing, and I feel if they had just. They could have done this. This whole thing is like two hours. I feel it could have been one hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. If part if part two is going to be another two hours, I feel this should have just been a two hour movie to begin with. The whole thing, part one and part two, one two hour movie. Well, to, I want to say it would move better, but I I don't think I don't even think the series was like s- s- slowly paced. I thought actually it moved too fast. Pretty, yeah, it moved pretty quick. Yeah, it moved too fast where we didn't get enough of the character development between, or at least the dynamics of, of, of each character because it would go into one thing and then quickly just go back to a, a plot line or, or exposition. And, and, and it always kind of ends with this joke or kind of like we're going to make this kind of, uh, you know, puns. We're going to make puns because, I mean, puns was a big part of the, the first, the, the original cartoon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was, I can't, let me say this. Wasn't a major fan of He-Man. Didn't really have much interest in watching this. I checked out the episode, the first episode, gave it a shot. I knew we were going to talk about it. So I kind of flipped through the episodes, but uh, you know, it's just, it's just a, it's just a series that wasn't meant for me. Uh, I understand some of the anger out there. I understand why people are pissed off, but I think it's also overblown a little, uh, actually a lot. And I think a, a lot of it, it's because of this reaction, reactionary culture that we, we're living in now. And everyone has to be pissed off about something, but there are legitimate criticisms. And oh, I think overall it's, it's not, I mean, I, I'm look, is it popular? I don't know. Is people watching this? I don't know. But I don't know if people are watching this. I mean, so I don't, I don't know what's the next step for this f- series. I don't know what they do for season two. Yeah, I don't know. Rich, what, you got any final words? Wasn't a fan back then. Not a fan now. And will likely never be a fan. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I can't grade this. Um, what would you give it the first episode for the uh, the pilot episode? I, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I... I, I, I Oh, yeah, so no grade, no grade, no, no grade. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, yeah, it's 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 not it's not for us. I, I, it's not for us. I mean, our our aunt used to work at Mattel mm-hmm. in the eighties, and used to bring home spare parts or whatever, <laughs> uh, He-Man figures and stuff like that. Right. But well, I um, think we used to put like firecrackers in in, in the toys. Yeah, blow, right? blow them up. up. <laughs> yeah, that's what we used to do. Yeah. yeah. With that, that GI Joe and the Star Wars stuff. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I mean I remember the let me let's go back to you know the 80s. I do remember watching the show. I mean, I remember I was this was I was right. I was the demo, the demographic. This was the I was the right time. This was the right time. I mean, I was there watching it and I and I did I do remember playing the toys and but you know, for me Fire and Ice was the thing. Yeah. The right. animated movie. Mhm. That I mean, that is kind of one of the one of the best fantasies 
you know, yeah, properties. But he meant it's not fire and ice. I mean, fire and ice is like a for like a it's a it's a PG rated uh, animated movie, but it was for a mature kid or it was for a mature audience. He man wasn't. So I don't understand the outrage that much. I think it's a little overblown, but I do understand why people are, were fanatical about it because of the, you know, like the toys. But anyway, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Raymond, what's your final words? Um, well, he's going to give it a grade. Yeah, g- g- yeah, I'm going to grade. I'm going to grade it. Grade, yeah, grade it. Yeah, I mean, the the show's a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of right down the middle. Um, I'm going to slightly lean positive because I I am curious about part two. I the cliffhanger does does make me want to see um at least the, at least the next episode. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'll check that out. Um, I'll, I'll give it a, a, a C plus. Oh, so a recommendation then? Uh, <laughs> it's tough because, um, like, who am I recommend recommending this to? <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that bad. I don't, like a lot of people are giving this an F or like a, a zero, a one out of ten or whatever. I don't think it's that bad. It's like uh, there's there's a lot of good in the show. Um, I, a lot of characters that I'm sure people grew up with have really good arcs and are probably handled better than they've ever been handled before. But there, there are other characters that are probably handled worse than they've ever been handled before. So, yeah, some expect. You think Kevin Smith could could recover from this? I mean, I think he was kind of emotionally shocked by all the anger. Yeah. No, yeah, he's 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 pretty broken by this. Yeah. Um but um, I think I think he, I think he'll recover because, hopefully, fingers crossed. I think Clerks Three is going to be good. And I think um, if it's good, then who cares about this He-Man thing? Because he was never really a He-Man fan to begin with. Well, that's the argument, too, right? That's like people are yeah. pissed off about that, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, and how about, you know, how about like the idea that maybe we should get rid of all those IP reboots and, and, and rehashes and then, you know, like, you know, all this kind of franchise building type I, of thing? I still, I still have well, to, I still have well, to direct expect- my... I still have to direct my R-rated uh, reboot of The Mask. <laughs> yes. And how do you expect uh, Kevin Smith to do uh, Mallrats 10 and Clerks 10? Well, that I mean, is his IP. Th- th- well, that's different. I mean, that's his IP. I mean, I, I, that's, I, I think that's a little bit different. I'm talking about digging up an old IP that you know, has a small following or maybe even like a oh, that's hardcore. Not going, that's not going nowhere. They, yeah, but it's, I, I, it's a new one uh, announced no, every week. I'm sure. Yes. And that's, I think that's the problem. I think we should more, I think there should be a community that nurtures more creative projects, you know, like, like, like the, the cartoon on Fox, the, the son of, um, the son of, um, Zorn. Son of Zorn? Son Zorn. of Zorn was awesome, man. People should yeah. watch that. Yes, please, everyone. We uh, we recommend that show. Is that available on Hulu or? It should be. It's a Fox, it's a Fox show. It's a Fox show. Son of Zorn. Oh. It's with um, who was the main star in that? Jason Sudeikis. He was the oh, voice. he was the voice. But who was the? Oh, it was Johnny um, the kid from Twenty One Jump Street? Johnny Pember- Pemberton, Tim Meadows, Jason Sudeikis, yeah, Cheryl Hines. All right. I mean, I guess, I mean, there's nothing else to say. I mean, uh, 
I guess that's it. That's our, our discussion on Masters of the Universe Revelations. Uh, Rich, tell us about how people can hear our past episodes. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can find all our links at InsideFlix.com. All right. To end the episode, we always end with a, a, a Gene Shalit type of pun. Uh, Rich, do you have a do pun? We? Do we? Do we? Do we really? <laughs> Do you have a Master of the Universe pun? Um, he can't. <laughs> he can't. <laughs> All right, never mind. All right, uh, let's end this episode with your your um, your uh, your um, your Grimlock voice. <laughs> Me, Grimlock. <laughs> All right, that's it. All right, thank you for listening to In- Inside Flicks. We'll be back with a new episode very soon. <laughs>